0: Hello and welcome to the IVM New Podcast Series, the Venue Coffee Break. We were going with the, maybe the Happy Hour name, but we decided to keep it safe and go with the Venue Coffee Break. And keep it clean. You are listening. Keep it clean, we were <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're listening to episode two. And thanks everyone for being here. And today is Friday, October seventh. Um, we are your hosts. I am Shelly Ellis. I'm with the by Daily Convention Center, General Manager, and we have Alexis Bergren, Director of Event Services of the New Orleans Convention Center. Thank you. Hello. We have special guest today, and Alexis, would you please introduce her? Yes,
1: I would be thrilled to introduce her. So um, our, our special guest today is Kelly Zohard Davis. Uh, I know Kelly very well. I am um, excited she's my colleague here at the New Orleans Ernest and Morial Convention Center. She's actually our spice tra- So she leads all of the charge in terms of our training here at the building um, in customer service and safety and um, just a myriad of other programs that that she spearheads and leads the team um, in. She has a wealth of experience in training and and human relations. She was an instructor at Colorado State. Uh, She spent 12 years in uh, restaurant training and seven years in quick service training. And then for the past six years, as I mentioned, has been here at the Convention Center uh, leading our customer service training. She is just um, an expert in her field and a fun, fun person to be around and work with. And so I am so excited to welcome Kelly. Kelly, thanks for being here.
2: Thank you. Boy, I sound really great when you say it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is that's exciting! True. All true stuff, yeah. All well, guests so will Kelly, be treated
0: very well here.
1: So yes, exactly. That's yes, great. for all of you listeners, yeah, you want to be here. Uh, so Kelly, we're we're talking today about um, our human resources edition. We're we're focusing on performance evaluations, and this is kind of top of mind right now because we just, as an organization, went through our annual evaluations, and um, Shelley actually mentioned she's doing something similar in her organization. So that's kind of why it's it's top of mind for us, and wanted to pick your brain a little bit. Um, in terms of performance evaluations broadly, it feels like organizations across the country are going in different directions. Some may be moving away from them completely and I just I wondered what your thoughts were and what trends you see developing um, in the industry in terms of, of the evalu- of evaluating your team.
2: Well I think the trend is moving away at least in, in my experience with the folks that I interact with, the trend is moving away from doing formal, once a year performance reviews and we're really focusing more on the relationship and having those conversations that are happening more frequently you could do a quarterly check-in you could do a monthly check-in I know when you look at the body of research from managerial guru Ken Blanchard he talks about doing weekly one-on-one sessions where you're touching base every week with your people so that there are no surprises really folks are very clear about what the expectations are regarding their performance, and they also have the opportunity to to give you feedback as a manager. Hey, here's what I'm struggling with, here are my roadblocks, can you help me? And so it becomes much more of a partnership as opposed to, I'm your manager and I'm going to tell you how you've been doing. (laughs) So, you're you're blindsided or you're really excited going, wow, I don't suck, I'm actually doing a good job, that's good to know. I love how you say
0: partnership. I think that's the key word, partnership. Are you, although these are formal and frequent, are you keeping notes and putting information in their file? I I work for a city, so I have to be careful of that. So how are you recording the information that you're having on those more frequent meetings? Well,
2: I mean, it it could be a number of, of different things. I don't necessarily keep a file on each person, but you know I have two employees that report directly to me, and then I have a team that is from cross-functional disciplines around the building that also report to me in a different capacity, and if I have to coach one of those folks, or if I have to have a check-in with them, and I just want to kind of track some behavior to make sure that we're seeing some consistent, sustainable change, I may jot it down in my calendar, met with XYZ to discuss this today was very receptive to the feedback, gave me some insight as to why the behavior is happening. We're going to work together to move forward doing these steps. So that, let's say in two months, I'm not seeing sustainable change or it's not consistent, it's hit or miss, I can revisit with that person and say, okay, Hmm? we talked about this on October 1st. Now it's December 1st. This is what I've seen. Where are we? How are you feeling about that? You're, you're really following the coaching model just over and over and over. I Meaning yeah. you observe a behavior, you give your feedback, you receive their feedback, you talk about what's the, the real expectation, what's the right way to do something, and then you agree on the change. Okay, well, can I count on you to do that for me moving forward? And let them know you're going to be following up. So there are no surprises when you do a check-in and go, Hey, Alexis, how's that going? Mm-hmm. Is it working the way that, we thought it was going to go? Things like that.
1: Yeah, that. I mean, that that sounds. I, I, I mean, I think everybody wants that kind of you know open relationship you know with their employees and and certainly with their managers as well. But obviously, one of the things that I think a lot of managers struggle with is fear of confrontation. So, what what are some mm-hmm. tips and tricks that you might uh, offer in terms of getting over that that fear?
2: Well, I think there's a fear of the unknown, a fear of being rejected, a fear of saying the wrong thing and then you get in trouble because you said it the wrong way. Even if you had a valid point, if you deliver the message in an unprofessional way, that's going to come back and bite you too. So I think people that don't do it very often have some trepidation. The thing you've got to think about is we are all getting paid to come here and do a job. And we're going to do it together. And my job is to coach you to help you be the most effective whatever it is you do to be the most effective trainer that you can be and I have to care about you enough to tell you when you need to improve I also have to care about you enough to build you up and build that emotional bank account and so I want to take it a step back because I think the biggest barrier that I'm seeing right now at least in our organization and you know I still do a lot of consulting with colleagues that I've worked with it at past companies. Trust. If I don't mm-hmm. trust you and believe that you care about me and want the best thing for me, no matter what you say, even if I know it's true, I'm gonna make it personal. I'm gonna take it the wrong way. I'm gonna get defensive. But if I believe you really care about me and I trust you, I'm gonna take it, process it, and I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So, I think sometimes don't. We'll have oh, I was just going to say, I think
1: that's interesting, and Jay, I you're too, that, that trust is, is also, I think you the try holding a whole dissertation and accountability piece. is really kind of, I think, you can really you can switch to capitalize on
2: trust, which you're... I, I would, and I think too, Alexis, let's say you're my, my manager and you say, Kelly... I need you to take care of X, Y, Z. If I can do that, and you can check up on it once and know that I'm going to do it, then I'm building trust with you. Yeah. And you're also building trust with me because you're letting me do what I can do. And so you start looking at situational leadership and thinking, OK, well, if it's a brand new employee that doesn't know what to do, I may need to give them some more coaching and hold their hand a little bit, whereas if I'm a seasoned professional and I'm coming in and I'm new to your venue, you may have to hold my hand a little bit with giving me some contact information or direction as to where something's located, but you don't t- need to tell me how to do the job. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. That's... It's not, not going think... to be tactical instruction. So mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying is, is if you trust me and you can give me a little freedom and let me do what I need to do, I'm going to feel better about you as a manager. And I'm going to take that. Well, I'm not going to call it criticism. <laughs> I know a lot of times they mm-hmm. say critical criticism. It's feedback. I'm not criticizing you. I'm not attacking you as a person. I'm just telling you, hey, I noticed this happened. Can you tell me why? Then that person tells me. And I say, well, you know, next time you may want to consider doing it this way. You might get a better result. Or you could say, next time I need you to do it this way. Mm-hmm. You know, and here's why.
0: So, I think sometimes – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I think sometimes we just have to simply get over it. You know, we're, we're not being mean. We are holding people accountable, like you mentioned. We're building that trust, and we're wanting to give our employees the tools to exceed. I mean, this is, this is my family. I mean, I'm, I'm with them just as much as I am with my own family and young kids, and I want to bring the best out of each of them. You know, what tools do you need to exceed? How can I help you be the best? Best that you can be at the position that you have. Bring their uniqueness out, their strengths out, and you know, unfortunately, Absolutely. tell them the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> so
2: it's not always gonna be pretty.
0: Absolutely. And you
1: Absolutely. know what? Too, I, I have to remind myself: is that by not addressing what I see as less than successful, then I'm not fulfilling my role as a supervisor either to my employee or, or even to my boss. And so I have to remind myself of that as well when I have to sort of swallow hard and deliver messages that you know may not be
2: as pleasant as I would I would want them to be. Well sure and think about this too y'all. As a leader, when we don't confront those behaviors, a couple of other things are happening. We're losing credibility with the other staff members because if you think that they don't know that Suzy Q comes in late every day, or she's drinking at her desk, or she's taking a nap, you know. <laughs> for you the record, that, that does not happen know, here a lot. <laughs> no, that, no, I'm not talking about in our building. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> poor, poor employee no, behaviors. Don't. If they're, they're the ones who are having to cover for Suzy Q. So if you don't address it, not only are they getting bitter and resentful towards Suzy Q, they're going to think that you're an idiot. Or they're going to think that they can't trust you. How do you not see it? How can how can they be letting this go on? What's wrong with them? So sure, it, it is. It's That's a credibility issue. It's an integrity issue. Yeah. Well, what have absolutely. you done? Go ahead. No, go ahead,
0: Shirley. Sorry. Well, I just had an incident this not too long ago, and this has come before that. You know, I have an employee just discuss an issue with about another employee, and You know, they don't need to know what discussions I've had with that employee. It's like, yes, I'm addressing the issue, but they're not privileged to that information. You know, that's the discussion I'm having with that employee. What have you done in that situation?
2: Well, so let me ask you this. So employee one, I'm I'm making something up. Employee one is embezzling or something. Mm. You're dealing with that on the side. Employee two comes up and says, do you know that they're embezzling? Is that the scenario you're talking about or is it yeah, like, oh, are you do for something?
0: yeah, are you what are you doing? You're not doing anything. How come nothing's happening? And it's like, well, yes, we are doing something about it, but they don't need to know that. And that's simply the, you know, we've, we're aware of the situation, we're addressing it, but I don't feel the need or requirements or should even discuss it even farther. Would you agree or?
2: I, oh, absolutely, and, and you need mm-hmm. to tell them, you know what, I appreciate your feedback. Thank you for letting us know. But but keep in mind, if you were being coached or investigated, you wouldn't want us spreading your business around, even to curious or helpful employees. So mm-hmm. we're going to honor this other person as well and, and keep whatever's going on with their job private. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very at mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. Thank you for playing. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> you, you don't get the nose into somebody else's career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Well,
1: since we're on the subject of, of delivering maybe bad news or, or correcting performance issues, um, so I, you know managers are universally advised that there should be no surprises during the course of a performance appraisal discussion. Um, in fact, we're scolded if, you know, if an employee acts surprised during the course of their performance evaluation over, over something that, that we may ask them to, be, to, to start working
2: on. What, what do you think, Kelly, is that true or false? Uh, I think it's true, because if something is coming up in a performance review, then it has been clearly demonstrated as a pattern, as far as something that needs correction. Now, there are these one-off cases, there are one-off cases. If somebody does something really squirrely, and it's the day before their (laughs) performance review, still, I would think that you would coach them, you'd you'd say, hey, let's go take a walk and grab some coffee, I, I, I just want to pick your brain about something. Get them off in private and then coach them on that, or or document them, or whatever it is you need to do depending on the severity of the behavior. But truly in a a PR, you want to praise them and remind them of all those wonderful things that they did. Did they complete a project ahead of time on budget and, you know, make the project even bigger and better than you anticipated? That would be in a performance review. That's that one-off thing that was really fantastic, but you know it was a goal that they achieved. So you're going to put that in the PR. You're also looking for things that are patterns of behavior that you want them to improve. So let's say Shelley is a, a consistent performer. She's on time. She does her work. I can count on her. Even, you know, if she has to stay late or come in early, it gets done. I don't need to worry about that. But, but Shelley was late for two days. Well, that's not going to be in her PR. That's going to be, hey, Shelley, are you okay? I noticed you were late. Right. Are you all right? You know what I mean? That's a one off. That's not. To me that's not something that should be in a PR. A PR. Now, let me let me preface it by saying this. If somebody has a behavior that it was the first time that they walked up and touched another employee inappropriately. If if and I'm saying like they maybe they hugged someone and it made them uncomfortable. And so that other employee came to HR, there was an investigation. <laughs> Okay, this would sure. be a coaching moment that might come up. Just as a reminder, you know we did have this coaching moment, but it's very serious. We just want to remind you about it. But again, that's not a surprise. Yeah. That's just that's something that's so severe, though, that you know we don't play with that. That's fire. So we want to remind what? them. We're going to keep yeah. our hands on Yeah. What about this and, though?
1: Let me ask you this though. Just I'm going to play devil's advocate here. What about the the infinite human capacity for denial? <laughs> what about the employee? <laughs> That you have had conversations with over the course of the year, but maybe they're not taking you serious. Maybe, maybe they're just kind of blowing you off. What, what, what do you, how do you address that?
2: Well, I always make sure that I'm prepared with documentation. Even, like I said, even if it's in my own documentation on my calendar. Well, you know what, Joe. We talked about this on March 8th when we met. We talked about it on March 18th. We talked about it on June XYZ. These were all things that we discussed. I'm, I'm really struggling to understand where the disconnect is because you said that you understood and you agreed to it, and we continue to have those conversations. At this point, this is not a coaching issue. This is a performance issue where you need to understand <laughs> you being able to make this correction is going to be pivotal in you staying employed here. Sure. You know, and, and okay. you don't have to be ugly about it, but you do have to say, you know what? I want you to be successful. I tried to communicate this to you. I'm not sure where the disconnect is. Can you tell me what we've discussed?
1: Right. That's or I, I'm sorry. You... Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Well, I was just going to say a lot of times when I'm having those conversations, and especially if they're just arguing with me, and you know, I don't agree. I am not Okay. Ultimately, I'm going to drill them down with the five whys. Well, why did this happen? (laughs) They're going to tell me, and ultimately, we're going to get to, well, I made a bad choice, I didn't plan well, whatever. Okay, so you're admitting it was your responsibility. Let's move forward, and then we come up with our action plan of how it's not going to happen again. And before we leave that conversation, I'm going to say, okay, just to make sure that we're on the same page, can you repeat to me what we've talked about and what we've agreed on? So we've agreed on the change. At that point, they're locked in. <laughs> they're locked <laughs> in. We've agreed this is what we're going to do, and so when they, when they come back and do something different, that's when you can say, you know, I'm really struggling here because we had an yeah. agreement, you understood, you were very clear, and yet you're still doing this. Why? Now we're back sure. in that cycle of coaching, I saw you do this, can you tell me why? You receive their feedback. Okay, uh, we've talked about this four times at this point. Now it's a performance issue. I'm going to document you. If, if depending on what your progressive discipline program is, you know, you you get verbal coaching, you get written counseling, and then you get suspended. And depending on the severity, you get terminated. So, you know, I can only coach you for so long, and then you have to decide right. to play. You have to decide to get in the game and play with me. Yeah. Okay. Along okay. with good.
0: that, would you would you find that self-evaluations are beneficial
2: in the performance appraisal process? Uh,
0: that's a good question.
2: I really think they are because to me a self-eval gives you insight into how the person sees themselves. And a lot of times, and, and I'm guilty of it as well, we'll inflate our importance or our value <laughs> on a certain project <laughs> or maybe our skill set.
1: Hmm? I'm, I'm just laughing. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> Why are you I laughing? laughing? <laughs> we'll no, inflate I... our importance. <laughs> but, but we do. You have that person that – I'll give you a great example. Um, and, and this hasn't happened in our building, but I'm going with one of the largest departments we have. We have public safety officers. We have 68 public safety officers that work in our building, and they're all fantastic in their own ways but let's say one of them is being terminated. And they're going to go around and throw a big fit. Well, I'm, I'm the one that runs this place. I know every blah, blah, blah. Hey, bless your heart, if you got hit by a bus, we'd open tomorrow and we'd be OK. Just like if I got hit by a bus, we'd open tomorrow. Just like if Alexis got hit by a bus, we'd open tomorrow. We would be very sad, but we would figure out a way. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so sometimes we, in, we inflate our importance and so, when you do a self-eval, you can kind of see where that person really sits and how they see themselves. And sometimes, too, people are too critical. You sit back and go, "Oh my right. gosh, I don't really need to praise them for what they do well because they they need some therapy or something or medication because they're so <laughs> down on themselves." But man, <laughs> this person's a rock star. What do we need to do to help them? You know. Right.
1: Right,
2: and, and that's where you start video review. 360s are very helpful when you have someone who um, I would say managerial levels and above in our organization, looking at our director levels and our VPs, because people get in those positions because they are assertive, competent, strong performers, very thoughtful. They're they're innovative and those kind of things. And sometimes, too, those people, because their behaviors have made them successful. Uh-oh. Did we lose her? I, th- I think is we did. you are you there? I'm, I'm here.
1: Can you hear me? I, we, yeah. lost, we lost the last part. Sorry about that. Can you back up to about sometimes <laughs> when Alexis
2: is full. <laughs> okay like this is awesome but, well okay You there review coming up or did you just
1: <laughs> <laughs> I reviewed the
2: oh, doesn't so, okay. review done with you made mine was all okay oh
1: yeah no it's good it. I'm sorry go ahead that's <laughs> well, not what you were talking about
2: yeah. <laughs> this um uh, this type of 360 review I think would be good for those folks because their behavior, whatever it is, has gotten them to a position of success and power and leadership and influence. Sometimes they aren't willing to see their faults or their opportunities to improve. And it, until they see it from an anonymous group of their peers, you know, it's, I, I tell people, I. I've, I've, hmm, i've been put in a position to tell executive leadership you know if you're looking like a duck and you're quacking like a duck even if you don't see it you're a duck you know what i mean because everybody else thinks you're a duck and perception is going to be everything so.
1: absolutely yeah
2: and especially
1: I think what we do in this industry and Shelley if you agree I mean so much of what we do has to be collaborative I mean, we have to coordinate across many Know, different kind of departments with such different focus. Um, that, that getting that feedback is so valuable. I mean, for my team, especially you know, they have to, you know, my folks have you know super, supervision over people essentially that they have no management of. And so that feedback is really vital to, I think, their overall performance because they might think they're, you know, just spot on in terms of how they're delivering information, but the people receiving it don't agree. So I've got to solicit that information in order to really, I think, give them the, the best, most accurate feedback.
0: I completely agree. Right. And, and the, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think you've nailed it, Kelly, that we need to just create that partnership and that continuous conversation with our with our team and get that continuous feedback and whether it's praising or providing constructive feedback or checking in on projects you know just continuous communication
2: mm-hmm. well, I, one thing too that I think is important and I appreciate you acknowledging my, my hidden genius My <laughs> <sophisticated>. <laughs> one of the things I was going to say that, that is important is think about that person who, well, okay, I'll I'll use a fast food example. If I'm the manager running a shift and we just did a $1,000 hour through our drive-through. that's a really high-volume, intense hour that we just did. If I go and tell people I appreciate the way that you wrapped the sandwiches and made them look pretty even though you were going 80 miles an hour, if I don't tell them what they did well, if I just went by and go, good job, everybody, kid that's back in the corner running his hands through his hair before he drops nuggets or whatever is thinking he did great too, and you're like, "George hey, George Brown, don't do that, you know. You've got to be specific and tell everybody what they're doing. Just like you said, the good, bad, and ugly, because I, maybe this is me just being Pollyanna, but I believe that most, if not all, people want to do well. They want to be appreciated. They want to be liked and accepted, and they want to add value. If they don't feel like they're doing anything worthwhile, they get very demotivated quickly. And you know, our our role as leaders is to keep them in the game, to keep them committed to playing with us and playing on our team, and giving us everything they have. Yeah.
0: yeah. Even if it's just a high or a fire or way to go. You know, it can be simple. It's just eye contact and communication.
2: Yeah, and again that goes back to building trust, oh my goodness, she was watching me. She saw me, you know, she cared enough about me to hunt me down and tell me that.
0: (laughs) Oh, and I do hunt people down.
2: (laughs) Working in a big venue like this, there are thousands of opportunities every day, all day long, to help a stranger, to help a coworker, to open a door for somebody. Get, you probably know, carry
0: golf cart, don't you? <laughs> we what? have
2: motorized. We have carts. the heel toe express, Amy. That's <laughs> what I have. The heel toe <laughs> express. I'm so many phrases from you. This is awesome, Georgia
0: Brown, and I don't know. <laughs> oh. Well, awesome.
1: We're we're actually coming, I think, to the end of our time here. Um, so, no. Kelly, if anyone has, I know if anyone has additional questions for you, how how can they how can they contact you? May they contact you?
2: Thanks, Alexis. Yeah, <laughs> yes, Of course, they can. They, they can contact me. Um, my email address is K. Z is in zebra. D is in dog. A. Via the Victor I S K Z Davis at mccno.com. dot com, but if you hated me, please don't send me an email because I don't need that kind of stress. No, <laughs> I only like constructive and appreciative feedback. Not you suck, like shut it. I don't <laughs> like. <it. laughs> That's that question course. for a letter. You can email
0: us all three are linked. So definitely find us. And really quick, I'd like to close and ask you, for those that do not know and acting themselves as I did, could you tell us what SPICE means? Because you are the SPICE Training Manager Center.
2: Yes. Um, SPICE is the name of our Customer Service Excellence Program, and it is an acronym that stands for Five Beliefs. The first is serve with flexibility and a sense of urgency. C is convey a positive attitude and E is exceed expectations.
0: Could we um can we try the, that again? I think we lost audio. In fact, um, we're going to dial back in with our with our phone. So I think we'll need to redo what spice means. So let me um, let me change real quick to our, our, our phone in this office, and we'll be right back. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. So do we need to hang up and call
1: again? <clears throat> oh, I think. Uh, I think.
0: I'm hoping to get on Brad's count.
1: Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, no, that'd be fantastic. Uh, Brad Main is the new president um, CEO. Is
2: that
1: right? Am I saying that right, Shelley? Yeah, I think, yeah, that sounds right. For IAB Bob guru. <laughs> yes, he, is, he is the, he's the man. <laughs> So he's uh, been in the position for about four months, I think, and, uh, yeah, so we just kind of want to pick his brain and see what, see what life looks like after four or five months uh, in, that, in that role with the organization. So people are super excited about having Brad on board, so that would be fun. Yeah,
0: he comes with a lot of experience, a lot of us in them. Um, he's the CEO of MetLife Stadium and just very personal for someone of that position, factor, you know, needs. So we're back, um, so I think, Shelly, you were asking about, oh, Kelly, are you speaking to your, your computer or phone? A
2: uh-huh. phone.
0: Okay. Maybe it was an RN.
1: Uh, okay, so let's go back for a second. Uh, Shelly, you were going to ask Kelly what SPICE stands for.
0: Yeah, Kelly. Um, Kelly's title is SPICE Training Manager of the Convention Center, and so I'd, if you wouldn't mind letting us know what SPICE stands for I think it's great and I think we all could um, take some information from that.
2: Cool. Okay. SPICE is an acronym for our customer service excellence program and each one of the letters stands for one of the tenants that we use to guide our decisions in the building. The S stands for serve with flexibility and a sense of urgency. P perform with pride and passion so no one doubts that you love your job when you're here. I is identify issues and provide solutions. C is convey a positive attitude, and E is exceed expectations always.
0: All right. Wonderful. Thank you.
2: (laughs) You are welcome. We're excited, and
0: we thank you so much, Kelly. And we're um, couldn't thank you enough for the opportunity to discuss this. And I know I have a plethora of information that I've taken and will and incorporate and we're excited for our next month podcast which we're looking at interviewing Brad Main and seeing how its first few months are so I hope everyone will call in for that next podcast
1: yes ma'am well yes. thank thanks again Kelly thank you Shelly thanks Greg thanks
0: Jason any any last words Shelly before we uh, before we close no, I think just, you know, spice on. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I love it. We're going to have to yeah. come up with some good tagline. Spice on. All
1: right, friend. Okay, now you well, ready?
2: It's spice, spice, baby. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Love oh. it.
1: it. Uh, we we yeah, did a on, so we did it. <laughs> I think we did. I think we did. Love it. All right. Well, thanks well, all thanks again. Thanks for having and me. We'll see you next month. You bet. Thanks. We'll see you next month. Thank you. Bye-bye.